With the Capital One Saver Card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. That's 4% cash back on We Scream for ice cream. Oh, oh, I want strawberry. And 4% while you're screaming at the amusement park. The Capital One Saver Card. Earn 4% on dining and 4% on entertainment. Now, when you and the family go out, you cash in. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USANA. Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips Combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries. The following is a Sweet Truth Media production. It may not be suitable for all audiences. Let's get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Well, hello everyone. I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. With me, as always, is Sugar Shane. How are you doing, man? Man, fantastic. Can't complain. All right. And with us tonight as well is Jack Casey. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Just got back from seeing my sister. She was uh, in Ohio on business, so we went down to Salem and had dinner with her. Oh, cool. Anything happening exciting in Salem? Uh, not really. That's kind of a dark little town. Uh, it's a. It was an interesting drive back. It was like driving through Deliverance, man. Just all yeah. fields and nothing else. So yeah. You ever been to the witch trial stuff in Salem? That's you know, not um, the same one. Well, I know. No, no. He was, I, <laughs> he was saying Salem. That's what made me think about it. I was, right, right. Uh, the guy we worked with, he had been. He showed me some pictures of it, and I was look. It would be a cool tour, I think. I'm actually planning a vacation right now because my mom's making me take a vacation. Um, and um, I think in May, uh, Quinn and I are going to go to Gettysburg, and then we're going to go up to uh, we're going to go up to Peekskill to see a friend of mine and his wife, and then we're going to go to Boston. I think my sister wants to go to Salem this time, so I'll actually get to check it out. Yeah, which I think is really uh, cool. I think it'll be cool. I'd like to go to Gettysburg. I've never been there either. Yeah, was Gettysburg there is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I was there once when I was a small child. I was probably about eight or nine years old, so I didn't really appreciate it as much as I right. think I would sure. now. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, so. yeah, the history there is, uh, you can almost feel it. It's uh, very, uh, the atmosphere there is very palatable in terms of uh, history. And I would highly recommend it. But I'll tell you what, you go around Memorial Day and you're not going to get near the place. No. You know? um, so uh, yeah, going on at an off. What do they do then? The, oh, they, there's just all kinds of it's tourists a huge festival. There. Yeah, oh. that they have there too. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it's funny because uh, I'm I'm actually turning down a trip to go to Disney World uh, to go do all this instead. Because man, I'd rather just go and check out oh, a bunch of historical yeah. stuff and all that than walk around in Capitalism Central and oh, you know where yeah. it's hot and there's stupid people and half the rides I won't ride because I hate heights. It's just yeah, you, you can you can pay six dollars a hot dog and get to yeah. shake, get to shake hands with a fool dressed up like Mickey. Yeah, I'd just soon go see something historical. 
Yeah, Quinn's a yeah, little disappointed, but she's like not even on spring break when my family's going anyway. So it's not like I was going to drag her out of school for a week to go. So. Yeah, take her to Cedar Point. Yeah, and she'd be happy. Yeah, I, this yeah. is good, man. Disney World ain't shit. Yeah, actually, it is very good. It's a it, that that's one of the major parks in the country for roller yeah. coasters, like oh. that type of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, my aunt and uncle actually live in downtown Sandusky, like right in the central town area. So um, right. I would actually have a place to stay if I went up there too. That's where yeah, Chris, there you go. That's where me and Christina went for our honeymoon. <laughs> and if you know somebody who's got a boat, you can just go like right across the way to Pudding Bay, which is basically an island that's a bar. Yeah, been, yeah, I've been there. So, okay, so <laughs> so anyway. If you've never heard our podcast before, we are the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth on Spreaker, and you can find all of our podcasts on demand as well on iTunes, and we are live essentially twice a week, Monday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then again on Thursday night, same time, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and of course, you can tweet us, you can live tweet us while we are doing the show, or you can tweet us anytime, we generally try to reply to most social media and that's at sweet truth radio on twitter all right i guess the uh the looming question in uh, any uh, this i don't want to even say it's just a political story because it really affects everyone but the 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 big question now seems to be is the shutdown going to happen again uh, apparently, I, I believe it's Friday. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Friday's the deadline. Whoa. So they really, they really have to get an appropriation, uh, package passed. And once again, we're at the same impasse with the border wall mm-hmm. and, uh, not the border wall. Um, I'll start with Jack on this. He's kind of, uh, you know, a news junkie, I guess, the current events guy. Um, what What is your prediction on this one? I don't know, man. I think it's a coin flip. Yeah. I really do. I think either I, – I really hope the Democrats don't cave on that wall. But um, I don't know. He's been, he's been talking more and more about it, and uh, he just held a rally today apparently with his little yeah. cult members. Texas. So um, – <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I it's going to be interesting to watch, um, yeah. Especially right after you know a holiday like Valentine's Day. I mean, it's almost like do you think they're going to try and bury it in the news cycle or? Uh, no, I'm going to have to say that a, a, another shutdown is going to lead the news cycle for a while because it, that, that's the, the the other one was such a hot contested event with the put off of the. Uh, the State of the Union speech and all that other hocus-pocus, my guess is if it happens again and all those people that don't get paid and the air traffic controllers and we're going to go down that whole road again, I would certainly hope that they come up with something. Well, last I was reading, uh, Pelosi apparently is trying to um, offer like an increased border security instead of a physical wall. And honestly, I think that's going to be much more effective um, in the long run. I mean, if we're going to pour all this money and time into keeping, you know, illegals out, then we should create jobs, put manpower down there. It's just I don't want the military down there. That's the only thing. Yeah. 
Well, we're we're going to find out what happens. Uh, any predictions there, Shane? Uh, I'll already tell you what I think is for sure going to happen. All if right. They if they don't give Donald Trump some form of something of what he wants, I'm not saying it's going to be five point whatever billion dollars. I've never thought it was going to be that. But if they don't give him something of what he wants, and I don't know that just not that I disagree that that's what we need is some border security. But he's already promised everybody right. some kind of wall. And I don't think he's going to be happy unless there is something there, because anything less than that, he's going to feel like he's been delighted and def- or, you know, embarrassed, defeated, whatever. He right. To feel. Right. Yeah. So I think he's going to maybe he'll take a deal on a less wall. Uh, I don't know. But he's going to have to have something there in his mind. So I believe we're looking at a good chance. And I hate to say it. But I think we're looking at a good chance that Friday there will be another government shutdown if the Democrats can't come up with some kind of uh, compromise. Well, and, I'm well, not, and I'm not saying it has to be. I'm not saying it should be. I'm not saying any one way or the other. But right. I'm just saying I know how the man thinks. What would you say the odds are that he's going to declare an emergency and uh, uh, strong, do it his own? Strong. Because he's that arrogant. Yeah. He's, he's that arrogant. See, if he declares emergency, though, that's not like martial law. That's not putting troops in every city or anything like that. I mean, it, I don't no, really. No, but it gets the funding. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think would be interesting is if he uh, if he vetoes the um, the bill again, like the funding bill again, and then they overrode it. I don't think that's going to happen in a million years, but it would be kind of interesting to watch and see what his reaction would be, especially with a twitter spurg out over the weekend you know um Man, but that would also be his that, maybe there's be a five percent chance of that happening his thumbs would <laughs> yeah. be on fire he'd be moving so fast with that twitter <laughs> yeah you hear smoking. his phone screaming in pain from here <laughs> well I, i'll tell you tra- transitioning into the the next topic here and and, and and just let me set this up and then i'll get your guys response what I really don't like about all this partisan bickering is that they'll pick up a topic and let's say Trump likes it. OK, and they'll ridicule that topic. And a lot of times these topics have merit. And it, the same thing happened to Obama when he brought something up and something worth debating. You know, the conservatives mocked it. And, and what happens then is you have a considerable part of the population, whether they pe- they're people who are just easily swayed by rhetoric or maybe it's young people who are very impressionable, uh, what have you, that adopt the idea about this topic on the premise that it's a crazy idea because somebody they don't like brought it up. And what, what, what I'm going into today is the U.S. intelligence did a report today, and they said that there are very real concerns that space is going to become a battlefield, primarily with China and Russia investing in weapons that could attack United States satellites and assets in space. And it appears that both nations are preparing to use space as such a territory to to do this kind of work. And and I'm bringing this up because you know, the idea, and I'm not a Trump supporter, but when he brought up the idea of 
of a space force, which may or may not be a good idea in and of and by itself. All these memes of Star Wars and him in Star Wars outfits ridiculed the idea that space is an area of, of great concern. If we don't get there, somebody else will. And, and you know what? And if you really want to be totally honest about this, the entire space race, going back to Kennedy, was us trying to get control of the the area around the Earth. Because with Sputnik up there and, and the Russians up there, that was the concern from the very beginning. So it, it has been about the fence from day one. And as much as people like me and scientists and, and other people who just, you know, like information about the stars and the sun, as much as we want to try and make it a humanitarian effort, this idea that we're putting humanity into space and we're realizing that we're all one race and we're all in the same spaceship Earth and all, all that really cool rhetoric, it got the funding because people were scared. Okay? True. And... and uh uh, I, I really believe now in the day and age of satellites for communications, satellites for it, for, and it's not just, you know, major 40 or 50 years ago, the only people that use satellites were large companies, large communication companies. Now, everybody has got, you know, something going on with a satellite, whether it's their GPS or it's something else that they are using. And the amount of havoc that could be, uh, brought upon us by uh, messing around with those satellites is enormous. And it, it even is more sinister than that. I mean, there there's a lot of projections out there about lasers and other things being used to fire down on Earth or oh, yeah. deflect, missiles, deflect missiles or, or what have It's you. like watching a movie all over, man. We've, so, seen, we've uh, seen this stuff for a long time in Hollywood, and all they're doing is just making it, making it reality now. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I guess what I want to kind of throw out there is, 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 is this something that maybe we're missing the boat on? Is this something that collectively the United States and our, and our citizens should kind of get behind? Now, whether you want to make another branch of, of, uh, of the service is another thing entirely, whether you want to go with, with you know, some, a separate force. But whether it be enveloped in the Air Force or something else, is do you feel that we should be doing a lot more investment in what's going on with outer space? We have private companies launching stuff now because we don't even have the, the, the ability to do that. Yeah. Okay. So um, are we really getting behind the eight ball here? I'm, and I'll throw that out to I'll throw that out to Shane first. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we are. I think we need to do go up there and do something because there is because like I just said earlier, if we don't do it, somebody else will, and you don't want China and Russia to get up there before you. That's just a fact. Because <clears throat> th- if they get ahead of us, their nations or mindsets are not mindsets that are. I'm not. I'm not saying the United States is perfect. Right. But over, right. Sure. Ov- overall, not saying everybody. But overall, we are a humanitarian-type nation. I don't think yeah. Russia and China are so much. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. <laughs> I would I mean, probably agree with that. I yeah. mean, you look at it, you mean, yeah, no way. 
you, I don't even know how anybody could give me an argument on that one because just of what they do to their people and and things like that. Oh yeah, their humanitarian uh, records are are both pretty uh, right, pretty shaky. So sure. you know, if they get into space and get control of anything, it's not going to be flowers and gardens are growing, you know, up there. It's going to be they're going to be doing with military warfare. Yeah. So we've got to go up there because you don't want to get your own ass busted and blown all to hell. Yeah, so uh, and, and and you know I'll throw I'll throw this out there too. I have often said, you know, people are so worried about the United States versus Russia and how many missiles each of them have, and uh, <laughs> you know, how how, da- how dangerous is it for Russia to have so many hundred, and how many how dangerous is it for the United States to have so many hundred? And they're and they're not the only nuclear powers anymore. Oh no, you know, Pakistan is is one that makes you a little nervous, obviously. And and I have said from the very beginning. The real danger as far as nuclear war isn't so much one side having more missiles than the other, but it's the day that one of the countries develops a way to stop the missile. That's going to give them the power. Yeah. Okay. When, it, when, when the day comes that a nation can fire on you and stop the ones coming in, that's when you're in real trouble. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jack, what's your opinion on this? Well, first of all, I think uh – it should just be uh, put into the Air Force. I don't think we really need to create another bloated bureaucracy to do this Space Force thing, I guess if you want to call it that. And uh, what my, what I imagine is the real disaster, what if they knock out all of our communication satellites? Oh, yeah. Imagine how yeah. much that would disrupt the economy. And I'm talking with, like, shipping. Oh, I'm God. talking, like, what if they... What if they knocked out the internet? I mean, I know that I can't go like 50 feet in my car without my GPS before I get lost, even in the same town. So I'd be screwed. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you think about it, like it would disrupt uh, shipping. It would disrupt uh, pretty much all business, um, which is why I also think we need to focus more on, you know, what they call it cyber terrorism. But I, I, I like right. to call it more commu- or cyber disruption yeah. because I find that to be a better term. Yeah, um, China's probably the culprit there. Yeah. Well, they, they, we have a tendency to blame Russia for a lot of it, but I'd have to say that China is probably the the overlooked culprit in that. Well, China also is the one that uh, or is the majority of like stealing our past or our patents and stuff like that. Oh yeah, intellectual uh, technology or property. Absolutely, that's what I was looking yep. for. Yeah. Um, also, imagine if um, imagine if they found a way to knock out power grids too. I really yeah. think that uh, if they were able to knock out all the power grids. In like a separate or a certain country or a region. I mean, that's the death of that country right there. Yeah. Uh, there was a there's a book series that I, I was reading a while ago, and I haven't picked up another one for quite a while. But uh, it, the basic premise behind it was that all gunpowder stopped working, and all the electrical grids, like all electricity, just ceased to work uh, suddenly. And um, you know, millions died off, planes fell out of the sky, and uh, we had to rebuild. Um, from a smaller population into like a medieval type of society. Okay. And um, it was a really interesting premise. Uh, the first book's called Dies the Fire. It's by uh, J.M. Sterling, I think, or J.R. Sterling. Um, but I think that would be a real cheap way for them to potentially knock us out or knock out another adversary without even firing a shot. And yeah. I think that's another thing that we really need to keep an eye on. Yeah, we couldn't survive now without internet and technology. We've gotten so used to it now. There ain't no way in the hell. There ain't no way in the world this country could run. I mean, the only way we'd survive would just be by pure instinct and just living off, the, you know, and just because there's no way in hell. Well, look at everything that's automated. Yeah. I mean, look at, like, Walmart systems exactly. that are automated via, like, uh, RFID. Um, 
it would I, I don't think like you would have food rotting in grocery stores. Yeah. You would have I mean, people going nuts not knowing what to do, you know, since they can't sit on their phone fifteen hours a day. I mean it just <laughs> it I, I really do think that communications and um the communications and power infrastructure are two things that people really don't think about when um when when they think about national defense. Yeah, you're right. I mean, people as a whole, not necessarily the military. I mean, if they could do something like that to us, they could pretty much just sit back on their ass and laugh. Yeah, exactly. And and watch the wreck. They could enjoy it. If you want to take out another country without firing a shot, take out their electricity and take out their their com their, uh, com satellites. Yeah. You know, you know and, and this is kind of just a little different, but on the same topic, philosophically speaking, you, you guys reminded me of something that George Carlin said, uh, and that was, if you take away electricity, we're right back in the caves yeah. in terms of our in, in terms of our development. And, and what he means by that, it isn't so much that we lose the technology, but w- w- we sometimes consider human beings to be so sophisticated because we have this technology that we have in our hand and we can access the 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 internet and and we can do all these really cool things and there's all these buttons and everything that we're clicking on all the time and doing all these and you take that away from us and really in terms of our of our development we are still territorial beings yep. we, we we still grab territory we still want to want to grab resources um we're pretty much doing exactly what the cavemen did I mean, we fight for territory and we fight for resources that in terms of food and, you know, the, the areas of land that, 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 that provide us the best resources in terms of food or materials that we can make for tools. And uh, the concept of strata in society, for example, that goes back as old as civilization, different classes. Um, the concept of nations and warring factions, all that go, go back as far as as civilization goes and, and even before we really have not progressed that much we still behave pretty much the same way oh, except pretty much just animals with headsets yes that's a, that's a good way to put it yeah. i mean <clears throat> i don't know um and, and i don't know that that really I, I, you know, when people talk about alien and life coming here and, and trying to find intelligent life, it really depends on their definition of intelligence. Yeah, I was about to say. That's ain't, they're probably smarter than we are if they can get here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but, but consider this. Okay, consider this. For a, for a human being to function... We have to have so many years of being cared for by, by somebody else until we get to however old it is, right. five, six, seven years old. And even then, we're largely dependent on our parents. It takes us years to learn all the different skills that we need to have in terms of uh, you know, reading and writing and, and history and mathematics and all these other things that it, to, to function in the this this society that we created. Okay, now, if you take, uh, let's say, a cat or a dog, okay, and you put them in the forest, their chances of survival are enormous compared to what a a human, even even an adult, if you take the average person, 
and and put them in a loincloth and put them in the in the (sighs) middle of the jungle somewhere the chances that they are going to survive is pretty small so it's possible it is possible that that alien life could come here and and recognize the fact that a cat or a dog can adapt to their natural environment pretty much instantly and human beings can't right so if you use that criteria are are they really going to consider us that smart, that advanced? I like to think that uh, if I were an alien who was looking down on Earth impartially, like I'd never seen humans or anything before, and I saw people walking dogs and cleaning out cat boxes, I would probably <laughs> think that the dominant species were <laughs> the dogs and cats. There you go. My point exactly. That's I mean, think about it, you know, like you got... You got the dog making you walk everywhere. You're picking up its poop. I mean, you know, if I was an alien looking down on our species, that's what I would think. I mean, look at that. He ain't got to worry about nothing. He just takes a crap and that guy comes and cleans it up. <laughs> kind of like what uh, the lead singer of um, Jane's Addiction, when he did his porno for Pyro's uh, side, or side album, uh, said in one of his songs is that we make great pets, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely correct. Um, and, 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 you know, here again, I could go on with this, but the, you know, human beings are the species that is most actively destroying our own environment that we need to survive. Um, it, it really True. doesn't bode, it, it really doesn't bode well for our, our intelligence. Oh, we're definitely locusts with shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I hate to be pessimistic, but uh, you know, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know if we're as smart as as we believe that we are. No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we ain't. That's like that old saying, you know, a person is smart, but people are stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really I, wish that we would take some of this money, though, that we bloat into the military for just like conventional weapons and planes that we're never going to fly and all that. And instead, you know, put it into projects for energy conservation or renewable energy. Um, because if we were able to become self-sufficient in that light, I mean, that's a, another big power over other countries as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of blows my mind that people are so against it. Like I saw a, a, a photo on Reddit the other day of um, someone in Australia had just put up new solar panels at one of their businesses out in the desert. And they said within a week, somebody had shot a bunch of bullet holes through them. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. It's weird, like, how self-destructive we could be. Are the people in the trucks who, like, coal roll, um, like, bicyclists and, you know, block, like, uh, recharging stations for electric vehicles, you know, stuff like that. It's weird how we've been kind of brainwashed into being vindictive toward our own progress. Did they think somebody against uh, solar power is the ones that shot it? Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was suspected that it was one of the neighbors who had been against solar panels for some reason. Maybe they give them cancer or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, who knows? Yeah. Um, well, well, does- well, like I told you, I mean, and we, we got the most powerful source of energy, energy anywhere near the Earth, right up in the sky. Oh, yeah. And the, the idea that we're going to cultivate it. Uh, is is a radical notion to some people. Like I said, I, I just feel that our intelligence is very much overrated. You know, I, I kind of believe that self awareness has not served us very well. Just because we can we 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 can recognize the image in the mirror as ourselves, I I kind of believe that's overrated. Okay, <laughs> that that may be not be such a great thing. All right. Well, the thing too uh, that blows my mind as well is you know people you know complain about solar panels and. 
and like windmills and stuff and then but we have other ways to do energy they act as if like we're just going to put up solar panels or we're just going to put up windmills when there's also geothermal power there's tidal power and all these other things that can work in tandem it doesn't have to be one thing and that's another thing that i think a lot of people are kind of brainwashed into like oh well we can't we're not going to use coal we're just going to use this one thing that goes out when it's cloudy i mean it's the same principles that people are like there's no such thing as climate change because it was cold today Oh, I know that drives me crazy. Same. That absolutely drives me crazy. And uh, yeah, and and you know what? I, I was kind of wondering about this, Jack. Maybe you have an answer for this. Some of the electric cars and so forth. I'm I'm not so sure that that's really an alternative to fossil fuel, depending on where you are and how that electricity is being generated. Yeah. If they're bur- if they're burning coal to generate electricity in your area, uh, you know it's. <laughs> You're trading one evil for another. Well, not only uh, that, but um, lithium-ion batteries, which are the batteries usually used. Oh, like, yeah, for the environment. Yeah, they're horrible. Horrible for the environment when we mine yeah. them. And solar panels, too. The process to make solar panels is also incredibly poisonous and destructive. In fact, that's uh, one of the reasons that China is one of the leading producers is because they had, don't have as many environmental re- regulations as us. Yeah. So... I mean, in order to become sufficient, I mean, we're either going to have to lower our environmental standards for hopefully a gain in the future, or we're going to have to just keep letting China profit off it. I mean, yeah. it's weird how it's interconnected, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people, that's funny, too, that you bring that up, the electric car thing, because a lot of people yeah. don't think about that. They're like, oh, well, my car will be zero emissions. But, I mean, look at all the shipping. Look at, as you said, where the electricity comes from. Look at where the lithium comes from. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's also, it's also not a perfect solution, but at the same time, it, it's a better solution, I guess. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it, we have to develop those things and, uh, you know, correct the downsides as much as possible as the years go on. they got to make one to get uh, some miles before I want one, though. I, mean, I don't want to drive well, 100 miles and be out of it. Well, they, they go farther than that now. Yeah, yeah solar ahead. panels are getting so efficient now that I, I would wonder why you wouldn't just like have solar panels like on top of the car, right? Right. And then you don't have to rely on or it can charge the battery. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can charge with the engine as it goes. And I have not seen a single car company try that, which kind of surprises me because you know I'm no electrical engineer, but it seems like it would be a good idea to at least. I think explore. it's doable. I think it's doable. I very yeah. much so think it's doable. Yeah. So. It's a different kind of electricity, though. Uh, you, you need a lot of amperage to have to have a lot of muscle, right. and you know, that's a, that's a little bit different of a beast. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's an excellent point. It's an excellent point. Um, move, here, this is another transition for you. Speaking of of the human species, and, and Jack, I know you're you're. This is kind of right up your alley because I know how you feel about religion. Okay. Um, Let's see here. The Houston Chronicle and the San Antonio, excuse me, San Antonio Express News. How dare you misgender that city? Yeah. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Oh, Lord, I I can't wait to hear this one. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. (laughs) They did did a a study and and, uh, did a report. Over the last uh, 20 years, there have been over 200 Baptist ministers, deacons, and others, including volunteers, guilty of sexual abuse. Yeah, some, I saw something. 
some, some of the victims over this period were as young. Well, first of all, some of them were were molested over a period of years, not just once. Right. And some of them were as young as three years old. God, God help me. Yeah. Now, uh, um, you know, it, it seems like this is kind of beyond just, you know, Catholics, you know, obviously have, have had some enormous scandals. But when really, when you break it down, when you start breaking down, uh, okay, this is largely Baptist, and it, and you know it, it gets into uh, a lot of what these coaches and and these other you know uh, group activities for for young people and, and children, it seems like there's a, a pattern of people who are in authority and have access to children. Um, I, I don't know is. I really hate to be part of a, I don't know, a suspicion of anybody that wants to work with kids. But it seems, you know, I, I don't want that to happen. Right, I see where you're coming from. It makes me think, but, you know. But, but, yeah, but it does have, uh, you know, there seems to be a consistency there with people who have unfettered access to children for long periods of time. Uh, where they have these problems. Uh, the Penn State scandal uh, a number of years ago is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess I'll start with Jack on this because I know how you feel about uh, religious groups to begin with. But is this part of a, a larger problem in our society where predators seem to, to put themselves into situations where uh, they're going to have easy access to children? Oh, absolutely. I mean... You know, that's that's like if you want to go do heroin, then you're going to put yourself in closer proximity to being able to do heroin. Um, and I think a lot of it, too, depends on how insular these groups are. That's one detail that I've always kind of noticed, like in the case of Southern Baptists, um, a lot of Southern Baptists won't associate with other non-Southern Baptists and create their right. own kind of sub-community. That's a good point. That's a good point. And I think that it it becomes more prevalent in religious communities because in those communities, there's more of a us versus them, um, uh, dynamic. And right. so when you can say, have someone come to the minister instead of, you know, going to the police and being shunned, then more people are going to go toward the minister. And of course, since they want to keep their PR up, they're going to, they're going to, try and cover it up as much as they can. I mean, you've seen it with the Mormons. You've seen oh, it with yeah. pretty much every uh, religion out there. Oh, yeah. Except the, the only one I can name that I haven't seen some kind of, like, child molestation scandal or something like that is the Unitarians. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a Unitarian church get accused of covering up anything. And right. I'm just going off of branches of Christianity. I'm not even talking about Islam or Buddhism or Shintoism or... Scientology, well, Scientology, I guess, could count, too, because that's widely an American phenomenon. Yeah, right. But um, I, I think another thing, too, about people who, you know, go to church and run youth groups just so they can touch kids is um, one of the things about the Christian mythos is that as long as you either repent for your sins or as long as you, you know, decide to go with God on your deathbed, then you're absolved and you go to heaven. Yeah. So pretty much you can do whatever the hell you want while you're alive and not sick and dying, and then you can just repent, and then you know you're all good. 
which yeah. leads me to believe that heaven is full of child molesters and murderers. So I don't think I'd really want to go there. Um, right. But um, it's it's gross, but it happens everywhere. But I think that it is more prevalent in places where you know the individual group members mostly only stick to themselves. Like the Jehovah's Witnesses just had a big yeah um scandal, and they if you decide to even step out of line with their rules, they shun you. You're gone, and you've lost oh, your I, entire I family. Knew a, and I knew a guy. Was, I knew a guy that was kicked out. He was kicked out. Really? He never, he, yeah, he never told me what it was. He never would tell me what it was. But he had been he had been dismembered from the church. And he was raised Jehovah Witness. Well, the messed up part is that a lot of times they'll kick you out for, say, supposedly saying something blasphemous, but they'll keep the child molesters. Yeah. Well. I mean, how messed up is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Shane, I'll, I'll change gear, uh, you know, ask for your viewpoint on this. It's sad that it happens. It's sad that some people that are supposed to be of the cloth or whatever you want to call it do this. I mean, in my case, if it was one of my kids, and I don't care if they were of the cloth or not, they'd have a bad day. But it's not just churches that do it. And no. I, they get the big right. light because they're supposed to be upholding a standard. And then when exactly. it's happening, that's yeah. why they get the big press. But it happens in schools, it happens in daycares, it happens all across the country in all kinds of organizations. And that's why my main message to anybody is if you're going to give your kids over to a group, if you're going to give your kids over to anything, make sure you know who the hell you're giving your kids over to. I don't care if they slap a religion on them. (laughs) I was going to say, with with like churches and religion, religious areas, uh, as opposed to like, say, schools, and as opposed to like you know other public institutions, I mean the public institutions and schools have to be accountable and have to keep themselves accountable. Right. Whereas a lot of times churches and other groups of that type do not. They don't. Well, what yeah. it is is like you said, they do hide things under the rug sometimes because push it under the rug because they want to keep the press down, and that's true. Well, but uh, but not only they, that, but, but um, they get caught, religious they, leaders and all that too are yeah. not mandatory reporters. No, they Unlike, don't like say counselors and teachers, um, principals. No, they don't have like that. To, yeah, you can go to. That's true. You can go to a ministry. You can tell somebody. You, you could tell them you murdered somebody, and they, and they don't have to tell. They don't have to yeah. go to the law with that information because you gave it to them in confidence, and that's what it's supposed to be about. Now, most of the time, if they got any damn sense, if they know what they're saying, when you go to them, they're going to encourage you to go to the authorities and turn yourself in. That's what they should do. After you, they yeah. talk to you, they shouldn't tell you, well, I'm glad you came to me. Don't you go tell nobody about that now. They shouldn't be doing that. Now, whether some do that or not, I don't know. I'm sure some do. But what they should do is advise them to go turn themselves in. That's the right way to do it. Yeah. But, yeah, um, but yeah it's all organizations. I mean, yeah, it's bad because the churches do it. Because, But, man, it's, every religion out there does it. It doesn't matter who they are. One thing that bugs me is a lot of these religious groups are actively hostile toward LGBT types um, when you have a lot oh, of their yeah. members actively molesting children. I oh, mean, what I is g- worse? I agree. I agree. I mean, you, I mean, that's crazy as hell. I mean, I lost the faith at an early age, though, too. So, I mean, I've been kind of looking at this from the outside in since I was like seven or eight years old. And um, yeah. uh, one story I like to tell is that my parents had a couple friends who had a son who got married. And he found out that his wife was banging three other dudes and divorced her. And the old busy, and keep in mind this couple, it was their kid. It wasn't them. And they had been going to this church for like 20 years and they got shunned by pretty much everyone in the church because their son got a divorce. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, that's stupid. Group, think like that just bugs me. So that's stupid yeah. to me because I was raised in church and stuff and whatnot. And one of the things it says in there, as far as in our views of what I was raised to believe, it says in there in Jesus' words that you can get a divorce based on adultery. She was out banging yep. three chicks. Heck, he, he was free. He was free to marry free. based under the faith. Yep. Really? But they okay. shunned him anyway because they but didn't they, fall But then they line. shunned him. I'm like, that don't even make any sense. She was banging three dudes. <laughs> he got to go yeah. to bed with a whore if he don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Huh. I don't know. Personally, I think we should put all these institutions on the tax rolls and make them more publicly accountable, and then you might not see as much of this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have maybe some public investigators, kind of like CPS, like except it'll be Church Protective Services, you know? Yeah. I just, that's just kind of my thought on it. But right. It doesn't surprise I'll, me, but it's awful. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we kind of have this, this last uh, segment here, and it's going to be short, but... Uh, it's kind of a sports story, but it's also kind of a societal story. And the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, have expressed an interest and in possibly, I'm not exactly sure, because of his status, he's in some probationary status with the NFL. I'm not exactly sure what the issue is. But the Browns may be signing Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, for those of you who may not know, just the short story here, he was uh, he was the guy that was uh, in a video uh, last year or so, uh, shown uh, kicking and shoving a woman. Probably, probably the uh, the scene that that got people the most angry was she was kind of in a squatting position. I'm not sure if she was trying to pick something up or what was going on there, gather her things, and uh, he kind of came over and kicked her right, and she kind of just like plopped over. Damn. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, he was cut immediately by the Kansas City Chiefs after this happened. Yeah, now, yeah. there's some there's there's some kind of a uh, well, actually, it it had already happened, okay. But the video became known. The video got released, okay. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, once this this sort of came to light, Kansas City Chiefs let him go. And I'm not sure what kind of a process or what kind of a thing he has to go to as far as the, the NFL is concerned. But now the Browns might be picking this guy up. So hmm. the question becomes, whether you like sports or not, whether you follow you know sports stories per se, uh, intently or not, is winning. Is your hometown team winning? So important that you'll pay any cost. Is, is is that something we should be doing? I'll start with Shane on this one. Uh, no, I don't think it was a good. I think it was a good move to get him, and I don't think any team. I don't think any team should take anybody on that has this kind of reputation. I'm not saying that a person can't change and a person can't do whatever. And, right. But, but when you do this in the and you're in the light and you're in the public eye, you're you know supposed to be having some kind of image. And you do something like this, or yeah. do, then uh, you pretty much tarnished your whole your whole image. I mean, there's nothing in so. I mean, yeah. And then when you tarnish your image, you also represent that team. Yeah. And you represent well, always, that organization. And I mean, I would not personally hire him if I had a team and I owned them. That's why I always thought Tio should have been out long before he ever left. He should have. He should have yeah. been gone because of his attitude. I'd have never hired him. 
and a great receiver, yes. one of the best. But I would have never had. Yeah. Well, you know, my, my position uh, on this is I'm a little squeamish about this. Mm. Uh, the, now the the Browns released some, uh, you know, some some verbiage about how he has to prove himself and you know make amends and on and on and on and go through programs and and go through all these other things. Uh, and and it's you know it's you know a little wild that you have to go through this. But for one, I I, I always say that people who benefit the most from society. And that would be people who play a game and get paid millions of dollars. That would be that would put them right at the top. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and, and if, if you're doing something like that, you should be held to a very high standard. You know, that's something that young people, uh, you know, you are a role model. Um, you are a, a beacon in the community. You know, a, a great team like uh, the Patriots. What the, what they've done for their hometown. Uh, what LeBron did with the Cavaliers. What they did for Cleveland. When you have that kind of pull, you should be held to a higher standard. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know this kind of shenanigans. I mean, I did a lot of goofy things when I was young, but I, I never. You know, I never did anything like this. And uh, I, I just don't buy the fact, well, they're young and they have to learn because, you know, th th like I always say, there are young people younger than, they, than these football players who are out in Afghanistan right, right now diffusing bombs. Okay. They're doing really hard stuff. And if they can do that, you know, you can you can not get in a bar fight. OK, <laughs> you can not get arrested with drugs. You can do those things. It's not that difficult. Right. OK, whatever it is that these guys are always doing. And 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 before I switch to Jack on this, I'll give Jack the last word on our last story. I'll get his opinion on this. But I, I would just like to point out. That, you know, maybe we should give Kareem Hunt a break. I mean, it's not like he knelt down during the national anthem or something really yeah. bad. Yeah. All, all, <laughs> all he did was kick the hell out of some people. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jack, what's, what, what's your final word on this? I'm very much a context matters person. I'd need to see the video. I, I don't know anything about this it's whole It's not hard to find. It's not hard to find. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to look it up right now and then go on another 15 minutes about it. But, um, I mean, I'd want to know, like, was it a partner of his that he was attacking? Does he have a history of it? Has he been arrested for stuff like that before? I mean, honestly, I, I believe more in three strikes you're out rather than one. I mean, if he's, if for he example, can, I got a DUI, I'll go I got a DUI that I'm still getting punished for nine years later. But ever since then, I haven't so much as had a traffic ticket. Well, I think I, it depends on the crime, too. I mean, you kick a woman, that's pretty damn low. And I mean, Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is that context matters. I mean, was he joking yeah. around when he did it? Was he, I mean, and, and as I said, I haven't seen the video. So I <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she was. I get your point. I, mean, I well, understand you know, where you When me and my from. sister were kids, like, we'd, like, kick each other every now and then, or, you know, and, you know, it just, I don't know, I... I'm a firm believer that it, as long as you can keep your nose clean for, say, let's say two years, um, and you've kind of shown that you changed, I don't see why you should keep getting punished for a mistake that you made when you were younger, because we all change. Now, if you have a history of repeated transgressions like that, then, yeah, I'll absolutely throw them into the fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, as long as he hasn't done anything like that since, I honestly don't have much of a problem with the Browns hiring him. Just saying. 
Now, yeah, as I said, it, I it depends on how I, vicious it was. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I I wouldn't call it particularly vicious, but I'll tell you. You know, I, you know, I'm a pretty strong guy, and then a professional football player knocked me down. It, it, it's it's pretty traumatic. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, are we talking about like a Chris Brown and Rihanna situation, or are we talking about you know? Because there's levels. I I I my guess I I don't really know how to qualify it. Let, let's just say it was, the, the video is 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 some bizarre behavior. Okay, you, you got to check it out. And from what I understand, there's some spotty things that led up to this, and and how he described the incident versus what it really was uh, right. once it came out. All, all this kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, you know, I, and the reprieve, this is very recent. I mean, it's not like years have gone by. Right. Okay. This second chance has been very swift. And I want to be very clear for those who may not know, this guy can play football, man. Okay. Th- this is no joke. Okay. This guy's good. Okay. And, and I just wonder if he was somebody who, uh, you know, was one of us and got taped like this. Uh, would everybody be coming up with all these feel, philosophical, feel-good comments about how people can change? I just don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of tossing that out there. Okay, yeah, it's so it's not one of those like he's a serial killer, but he's also a hell of a surgeon type deals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And you can make the argument that a really good surgeon, if they were a serial killer, they save as many lives as they take out. Maybe the ones they take out are bad. I don't know. Yeah. Like a, yeah. that guy. I don't know. Right. But uh, yeah, I just I don't know enough about this to form an opinion on it. That's, yeah, that's fine. And, and you know, none. I would say that no situation is ever as black and white as what it may seem. I mean, there's always nuance to these stories. And that's why I'm saying I'm just a little squeamish about it. Yeah, because right. I don't come out and say, no, I wouldn't. I, maybe there's more if I would meet with the guy and actually talk to him. You, you see, you have to put yourself in those in, in the broader context of these things. And, you know, maybe there's more to this and maybe he, you know, maybe the Browns are doing the right thing. Um, All I'm saying is, is that would be would we be as forgiving if this guy was a plumber? Right. Well, this guy also, if he was a plumber, he wouldn't be on a national stage. No. I mean, most people don't look up their plumber's criminal record. He just just fixed the toilet. My point is, is that, you know, cameras are everywhere these days. And the plumber could very well be taped somewhere, let's say, and this is just hypothetically, slapping his wife around. Yeah. All right. True. And if that takes up at a prosecutor's office, would, 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 would he be handled the same way? Oh, no. You know I'm he sure as hell wouldn't. Hell no, he wouldn't. Anybody no. told me he would, I'd be like, you're damn crazy. <laughs> Ain't yeah. no way he'd be in jail. <laughs> what the hell you think he'd be? He'd be in jail, people. With this football guy, I'd also hope that before they consider him, they maybe put him through some psychological evaluations. Yeah, that's what they say they're doing. Okay. Well, if they put him through that. And, all kinds of programs and counseling and all that stuff. Yeah. That's I mean, I'm if saying. they do all that rather than just hiring him after he kicked the crap out of that woman, then, you know, I have kind of a different opinion. I say that if he checks out and, you know, just tell him, you know, you're on probation, you do something like that again, you're gone. Oh, um, sure. Sure. He's, he's on I, a last. Yeah, on the last, uh, you know, one more one more incident, and you're out type basis. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure that's what it's. But you, these people get treated different. Anybody tells me that's crazy. I can tell you right now for a case, T.I., he got caught with a pistol in Atlanta, got sentenced to what was supposed to be three years in, in prison, which was the minimum you can get for being caught with a gun. In the state of Georgia, and you don't have no license for it. 
He didn't serve squat diddly doop. Matter of fact, one of his albums was recorded while he was supposed to have been in jail. <laughs> yeah, well, he I also know, had a better lawyer. It's the best I, justice system money can afford, man. That's just how it is. No, he got sentenced to three years in jail. Never did it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. He had a really money, good lawyer. His money got him out of it. And that's why I said <laughs> best justice system of money can buy. You know, I mean, he paid yeah. the judge off. That's what he did. I mean, look at. Look at that kid who killed four people down in Texas, driving drunk. Uh, got away oh with yeah! That, oh yeah! Oh god! The guy, that guy was a pos. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean, if he would have been black, man. if if he would have been black or like another minority or poor, he he would have been in jail for thirty years. They would have tried him as an adult. He would have been gone. So I don't know. The on uh, that that is, oh man, I'd love to just. I don't know. I, I don't want to repeat it, although the police will be coming after me. All right, let's just say what I will I, say that that kid has a very punchable face. Oh, just a lot more than that. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I think Billy would kill him if he got his hands on him. <laughs> you ain't got to say that, Billy. Don't, don't, don't slander yourself right now. And the world would be out another asshole. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Anything. Anyway. Uh, uh, to wrap things up here now, tomorrow night we well, first of all, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth will return live Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, you can find us on Spreaker. You can check out our whole catalog of past episodes on iTunes. You can tweet us at Sweet Truth Radio on Twitter. Now, tomorrow night, Shane's crew and, and what is the name of the show now? Sugar and Company. Sugar and Company. Now that sounds sweet, right? Yeah. And you're on at PM, eight PM Eastern Standard Time. And what has the show uh, become now? I know you've you've changed some content, and what's the same thing? We just changed the name, and because uh, uh, we just don't ever know, so we just changed the name to that, and uh, see where it goes from here. Pretty much, is what we rebranded. Yeah. It's like New Coke. Yeah. Except yeah. hopefully not horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, New Coke was awful. But uh, <laughs> that was some terrible stuff. God. And Cosby, Cosby liked it, so, you know, it must be buried in the vaults of history. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy, I tell you what, you know, his family ain't visited him in over four months. Wow. In over four months, his family hasn't visited him. Well, they're out spending his money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would be too. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. I gotta, hey, I gotta say, I weep for him. Yeah, I mean, I ain't gonna feel sorry for him after he did that to all the women. I'd be like, hell, hey, pops, I'm gonna go sell this stuff. Well, thank you for selling him Jello pudding pops. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Excuse me. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. Heck. Yeah, we're we're FCC now too. Yeah, we we have right. to be. We, we have to be intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we we you know we. I don't know we, about all that, but we got. We don't we don't go to movies. We watch actors in the theater. Yes. Theater, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I go to six art museums a week. <laughs> I also like the symphony. Yes, and I like to read Chaucer. We're still going to the opera this uh, Saturday, aren't we? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta bring those glasses on a stick. Or black brick I, I, most people don't give opera a chance. I would, and go, I'm to, I would go to an opera. I would absolutely. Hey, Shane, hey Shane, did I leave my monocle at your house last time yeah. I was over? I can't find it. I would, <laughs> I would go. I would go to an opera though. I would go to an 
Okay. You monocle in your pipe, right? Yeah. Uh, Jack, any uh, any more description you'd like to give about the show you guys are doing on Tuesday it's, nights it's now? pretty much we just come out with an intro, shoot the bull around table, and then we take a break, come back, we give some stories. It's like wild, crazy news that's went on, nothing serious, just you know, yeah. funny, happy stuff you probably uh, hadn't heard of. Because you get all the because you get all the other stuff throughout the day, they jam you with that. So we're giving you something a little bit lighter, but still news. And then we take right. another break, come back and do the same thing, and close the show out. So that's pretty much it. So yeah. it's eight to ten, <laughs> but it goes by fast. And also, currently, Shane and I are discussing starting a show where we interview just random, interesting people, say for an hour. Um, yeah. Like my cousin who owns a vape shop wants to get on. I have a friend who's a prison uh, guard who might want to get on. That's and cool. Just, yeah. So uh, we're kind of fleshing out what we're going to do with that so maybe you'll see that in the next month or so okay and in the meantime it's sugar and company and that is on spreaker for right now I haven't made it to itunes yet because you're still too new is yeah, that correct right we gotta okay. have, we gotta have two more episodes in they okay. ask you to have three i believe if i'm not mistaken that's not all right okay all right well that's going to do it for this show and i want to certainly want to thank all of our listeners maybe on uh, thursday we can do some stats about uh, yeah. our audience oh i've got to cancel thursday i'm sorry i'm so sorry oh, oh no what's I up to tell you, i got valentine's that day and I, I don't know what time i'm gonna be back home so that's the reason why that's valentine's thursday man. Uh, all right so you're blowing us off because you got a yeah date. i forgot i'll come on with you billy my brother <laughs> my uh chris my kids are being watched by her sister and all that kind of thing uh, so yeah so i'm gonna yeah so we're going out so yeah, I, I forgot I got about you, it. We, we got you you're not gonna have the kids okay well yeah. the, the picture's very clear yeah okay. yeah you want to do the jack and billy show next week yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. So there will be no sanctuary of sweet truth on Thursday, but you can check out uh, Sugar and Company tomorrow night, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then the sanctuary of sweet truth returns on Monday. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. And for Sugar Shane, Jack Casey, and myself, Billy Dees, have a great evening. Peace out. See ya. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6.5 U.S. only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.